Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam Nielsen. Being alongside me today is Ethan to talk about our favorite promotion from across the Pacific Ocean, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are coming to you from Above the Rim, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW WWE Worldwide. Coming to you Monday morning, Turner time. Ethan, how are we doing today? Good. How are yourself, Sam? Excellent, excellent. A lot to talk about here uh, with New Japan. We'll go through the schedule really quickly. I don't want to say it's quick and easy, but we have the New Japan Cup going on from the 5th to the 21st of March. We'll run down that bracket in a few. On the 6th, we have the 51st anniversary show in Tokyo. And on the 30th in Los Angeles, the multiverse of matches, only the strong survive with Impact Wrestling during WrestleMania week. Just another million things to add to our WrestleMania week schedule. So I'll just hop over to the news quickly. I know there was a couple small things. Ethan, take that away. Yep, so we'll start with uh, All Japan. Yuji uh, Naga defeat the Triple Crown champ Kento Meihira. 23 minutes, 6 seconds to win the Triple Crown title. That was from February 19th. That's a, it, That was an excellent match. I recommend checking that out if you haven't seen it yet. Yuji Naga makes history. He is the fifth person ever to win all three major Japanese companies. Titles, the GCW title, IWGP title, now Triple Crown title. He joins Satoshi Kojima, Kijimoto, who just retired, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, Yoshihiri Takayama, and I forget the fifth one, but whoever knows, please uh, tag me on Twitter. I typically I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we had the QG, sorry, QG Mojo retirement match back on February 21st. I'm not going to run on the whole show. I'll just do the New Japan stuff right quick. So on the uh, pre-show, we had Sojoshi Kojima, he was with Ta- 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 Tahashi Sugar and Timothy Thatcher. They lost to good-looking guys, Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green at 7 minutes, 14 seconds. I didn't like that match at all. Kojima is leaving pro wrestling. No, we don't know if he's going back to New... He wasn't back in New Japan during the Fantastic Mania Tour. And don't know if he'd go back to All Japan or stay in New Japan for a bit. But yeah, he's no longer in NOAA. Uh, Gato and Taiji Shimura, they defeated Nassau Rangai and Massa and Nassau's retirement match, 4 minutes, 43 seconds when Ishimori hit Nassau with the bloody cross. It was only like less than 5 minute match. It was alright, but it was good to see Nassau uh, get his retirement match. Then we had an excellent match, first of two as Hiromu Talachi IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion defeat excuse me, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion Makuska in 11 minutes and 2 seconds via uh, time bomb via team bo- time bomb. This is an Ethan pick. I get. I recommend checking this one. This was an eight out of ten. And then the other champ for Shin match, we hit the Battle of the World Champions. We had Kashishka got the IWGP World Champ defeating the Kitu Kiyomiya, the GHG Heavyweight Champion, via Rainmaker at sixteen minutes and thirty-two seconds. Sam, you gotta go check this out. I give this nine out of ten. Okay. And then Tasina Naito defeating Kuji Moto. Naito thought he was getting his last, getting the his finally his main event in the Tokyo Dome. Unfortunately, well, he beat him 20 minutes for the associate Destino. Another Ethan pick, eight out of 10. And then we got Master Chino Chono defeating Kijimoto at the, in the secret main event at a mid 37 to end their careers. So it wasn't a bad show. I'd probably say those are the only three I check out, Sam, if you haven't got a chance to watch yet. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. And then, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was on Ring of Honor television tonight. He retained his New Japan Pro Wrestling TV targets, Blake Christian. I haven't seen them. I did see spoilers, so sorry if he got <laughs> spoiled. But he did defend it on the show tonight against Blake Christian. I 
I'll check it tomorrow, see if it's any good. <laughs> I'll probably go on Twitter and let you guys know. I'll follow suit on that. That'll be my uh Yeah, 10 matches, probably quick. I think it's over now, but I think that was it for the news. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. There wasn't there wasn't too much. A lot of it had to do with Battle in the Valley, which we'll be talking about at the end of the show. A lot of interesting stuff going on there. But like we said, March, it is New Japan Cup season. Uh one of the many, many um tournaments that New Japan Pro Wrestling does hold every year. This one starts on the fifth. Yep, no problem. So I'll just run to the brackets and then I'll go for each person right quick and say how far they got. So on March 5th, we have Sanaa going with Taichi. The winner will meet the strong oh boy champion, spoiler alert, Kenta in the second round on March 11th. Uh to see a Nido goes one with El Fantasma. Also on March 5th, the winner will meet Chase Owens on March 11th. Six, I'll just go by the dates. On the 51st anniversary of David Philly, we'll go with Tomohiro Ishii. The winner will meet Great Okan in the second round on March 15th. And Shuda Umino will go on with Yudro Takahashi, where the winner will meet the TV champion Zack Sabre Jr. also on March 15th. March 8th, we have one-third of the never openweight six-man tag champs for Narita. Goes on with the 2020 New Japan Cup winner, Evil. And the winner will meet Jeff Cobb on March 13th in the second round. And also March 8th, we have Tori Young going with Mark Davis who we saw on Rampage and Dynamite twice, but I'm not going to get into those rants because I'm still salty about those. But they did have an excellent match with the Young Bucks on Rampage. If you haven't checked it out, go check that out. That's a neat to pick, Sam. Okay. Uh, the winner will meet the 2021 New Japan Cup winner, Will Osprey on March 13th. One half, at the, as of right now, of this recording, IWGP Tag Champs Yoshihashi goes one with Kyle Fletcher. This is March 10th. The winner will meet the other half of the IWGP Tag Champs, Horoki Goto, on March 12th. And then also on March 10th, we have the 2023 KOPW Championship Shingo Takagi. Goes along with Aaron Hanari. The winner will meet the never openweight champion Tamatanga on March 12th. So I'll just give down a rundown of each of the uh, tournament participants. So Sonata making his... So this is Sonata's seventh appearance. He is the 2019 runner-up. He lost to Kashushka Okada. Taichi making his fourth entry in the tournament. Kenta making his second as he won the 2020 USA New Japan Cup. To see Naito making his 11th entrance, he won the 2016 tournament, and he's the runner-up of last year's tournament. Alpha and Tasmo making his second appearance. He was eliminated last year in the second round by Will Ospreay. Chase Owens making his fourth entrance. The furthest he's got in the tournament was... Sorry, just one sec there. My notes are acting up. There we go. Uh, In the quarterfinals by Dave Finley in the USA tournament. Brandon Rita making his second appearance. He was in the 2021 USA. I do count those. So, yeah, so he made it for the core files where he lost to the winner of that tournament, Tom Lawler. That was also apparently the first ever strong boy champion. Uh, Evil making his seventh entrant. He is, like I said, he's the 2020 winner of the New Japan. He defeat Kushishka, Cody Curtin, world champion. Jeff Cobb making his fourth entrant was he was eliminated in the semifinals in the 2020 tournament, eliminated by the winner, Kenta, the USA version. Toriano making his 17th entrant, one of many, uh, one of few people in this tournament making more than like five appearances. He's been pretty much in every single one, same little keynote there. Uh, the first he's made in the New Japan Cup was the semifinals in 2008. He was owned by Giant Bernard, or aka known as Matt Bloom in NXT. Although in 2011, in semifinals by Yuji Nagata. 20, uh, 13 by the winner of that tournament, Kashishka Okada. 
in 2016, eliminated by the winner, Tatsuya Naito. And other than that, he's been pretty much eliminated either in the quarterfinals or second round. He hasn't made it. That semifinals has been the closest. Uh, Mark Davis making his first appearance in the tournament. Well, Osprey making his fourth. He won it in 2021, defeating Shingo Takagi in an excellent uh, New Japan Cup final. Uh, Yoshihashi making his his ninth entrant. The furthest he's ever got was the quarterfinals in 2019. He was led by fellow chaos number uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Kyle Fletcher making his first entry in the tournament. Rocky Goto making his 15th entry. He won the tournament, the only so far winner of the three of the New Japan Cup. He won it in 2009, 2010, and 2012. He's also a three-time runner-up in 2013, 15, and 16, losing to Kanaha, Okada in 2013, Ibushi in 2015, and Tosei Naito in 2016. Shingo Takagi making his fourth entry. He is the runner-up of the 2021 tournament. Aaron Nara making his fourth entrant. The first he made was second round in last year's one. He was led by Sano, who was the U.S. champ at the time. Uh, Tomatonga, the first he made was the semifinals in 2020's USA tournament when he was eliminated by David Finley, who was in this tournament. And speaking of David Finley, this is his uh, third entry. He is the runner-up of the 2020 USA tournament. Tomohiro Ishii making his 14th entrant. And that's a lot of the tournaments. First, he's made it was the semifinals in 2017 by Kashir losing to the, the winner of that year's tournament, Kashishiro Shibata. And 2019, eliminated by that winner, Kashishika Okada. Great Okan making his third uh, appearance. He was eliminated. The first he's made was the third round last year, losing to last year's winner, Zack Sabre Jr. Shuda Umino making his second appearance. He, the other one, he was eliminated the first round in 2019 by Hiroshi Tanahashi. Idro Takahashi. It's his 13th appearance and the furthest he's ever made. Sam, I'm going to let you guess. How far do you think he made it? Do you want to think he's the first he's ever made it? If you had to take a wild guess. Runner-up. Nope. Quarterfinals in 2015 by Togi Magabe. He was eliminated in quarterfinals. Oh, wow. The rest of it. So 2010, he was eliminated by uh, Hiroki Goto. Throwing the 13, he was eliminated by David Boy Smith Jr. 2015 by Togi Magabe. And the rest of these year, uh, times has been dormant, Sam. He's been eliminated in the first round. That is crazy. <laughs> Nuts. And then Zack Sabre Jr., finally, the 24th entrant, making his sixth entrant. He is the 2018 and 2022 winner of the tournament. He beat Tanahashi in 2018 and Naito last year. So say so a few of them looking to win either their first or second or third, or Kokoro looking to win his fourth tournament. But I can't wait. This is my favorite time of year in New Japan. Well, I'm saying that every time, but it is my favorite. Yeah, you ever notice that? Oh, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say it's probably like my second, only because I do enjoy G one. I love the G one. Um, yes. Oh yeah, G. Pretty much, I like all New Japan tournaments, except for the World Tag League. Yeah. Our, last year's, so I will admit, World Tag League just a little side rant. The World Tag League last year was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. We had some great teams, but I found the last few years of with New Japan Cup like they, so it used to be a little history. So I'm gonna pull John Statman. <laughs> uh, so mostly New Japan Cup has been sixteen. Tournament, but the last couple of years they've been doing 32, 48. Actually, let me double check that. Sorry, I should have had this up before we record it. <laughs> let me check here. D-d-d-d-d. Yeah, so they approached it uh 16. 2007 was uh 12 people, 2009 was uh 14, 2010 was 15, 2013 for 2018 was uh 16 people, 2019, 2020 were 32 people. 2021 was 30. Last year was 48. This year it is 24. 
some of them I don't get why they got first round like Chase Owens. I don't know like oh, like Kenta Osprey Goto and Zack Sabre Jr. Okay, like I understand because either they won the New Japan Cup or the champions Tonga Neverweight Champion Sabre Jr. Osprey and Kenta all won New Japan Cup and Goto won New Japan Cups. Jeff Cobb, I don't know why he's in the first got a first round by honestly. I just I mean I like Jeff Cobb, don't get me wrong, but I don't that's the only two I don't get why they got past the first round, but whatever. You know what? It's tournament season. I can't, you know, not ignore a good tournament, especially when it's yeah. New Japan. Well, see, they they, they still could have made it 20 even, but then I realized because like once you get to the fight semifinals, you get you almost have to do two triple basically like three sets of semifinals and the finals would be triples, right? So I can see why also why they did first round buys because yeah. you don't want to mess it up too badly. You don't want to pull a PWG, but uh so second rounds, like I said, March 11th. 12, 13, 15th. Quarterfinals are 17th and 18th. Semifinals are the 20, or sorry, 19th, and the finals are actually the 21st. The winner will face the IWGB World Champion April 8th at Sakura Genesis. I can't wait for this tournament to start. Same. And we will be talking about it later on in the month after it's all wrapped up. We'll get together, have another podcast, and talk about it. Um, did, did you have predictions, Sam, right quick? Like, do you, th- do you have a winner or no? Um, I don't necessarily have one, but if you want me to look at it and just give you one off the bat, Figured since it's probably going to be a month before this ends, might as well just throw a winner out there. You know what? I'm going to go with... Let me double check before I make this call. See, it's tough picking a winner because like the last few times, I'm like, oh, I, I came close. I got the winner. I was always about Ron Poyer, so I'm like, ugh. I'm going to probably lose the first round, but I'm going to say, and this will go with something we're going to talk about shortly. I'll say David Finley. David, Fem- I guess I could see that, but we'll get to him in a bit with the Ballad Valley. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm just going to pick a fight. So the left side, I could see Osprey getting pretty far. I could see ELP getting far, honestly. I could see Renita, Renita getting pretty far, but I will be surprised if Evil advances. So if I get to pick from the left side, I say Osprey gets to the finals. And from the right side, ooh, they got a good list on that side. Shingo. Uh, I do want to say Shingo. Okay, if it's not Shingo, I could see Saber Jr. Uh, I'm probably going to be way wrong, but I'm going to say that's my finals. Well, that's a it's a good call. You know, it's I could I can't see Fenley though. I can't see Fenley. I mean, he made the semifinals in 2021, so last thing before we talk about Battle in the Valley, we had the All-Star Junior Festival, festival that Hiromu Takahashi was trying to put together, finally did. They showed everybody who was fun. They, I didn't even remember how many different promotions we could we could run them down, but we'll a just go, lot. There was a lot. There was a lot. It was a good show. It was a lot. It, if I had to, if I had to give it an overall score, I give it seven or eight out of ten. I say I recommend checking this match out. I'm sorry, this show out. It was actually fun. Yeah, there was there was a lot here. There was a lot uh, to see. A lot of new talent. I'm not familiar with a lot of talent. Even Kevin Kelly. I noticed Kevin Kelly during the broadcast was like, "There's a lot of people I don't know." Goes, yeah, him and Charles. Hip. Oh, yeah, they gave him a lot. They gave like uh, Lucha Blog a lot of credit. Uh, a couple more people. I do apologize. I, I missed your names. I think I heard Melissa was one. I mean, I could round down. I'll, I'll round down the matches and results, give a rating, and which who what people from each promotion. We had 10 matches. I mean, it was a quick watch, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so the pre show, we had Yo Rips and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Team up with Soma Watanabe from Glee and Kasuma Sumi from DDT. Defeating Yumanori Ibe from DDT. 
Akira Jomaji from Just Tap Out, and Ryo Hashino from Zero One via direct drive, 10 minutes 55 seconds. That was a pre-show match. I actually give this 7 out of 10. And then the main card opened with six man tag team match. Speaking of Hiromu Sam, <laughs> the IWGB Junior Heavyweight Champion from representing New Japan teams up with Noah's GC Heavyweight Champion Amakuska and Fujita Junior Heidel from Menchinoku Pro defeating Hayata from Noah, Dragon Gates Yamamoto, and Kazushi Hashimoto from Big Japan Wrestling via submission by KID on Hashimoto, eight minutes and 52 seconds. I give this eight out of 10. This is an Ethan pick, Sam. That's for almost the last 10 minute match. I actually, I really enjoyed this. And the fans in Corrigan Hall made it like a lot better. It was great. I I thought for a short eight minute match, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, there wasn't, I don't think there was a bad match here. Um, no. I can think of like the opening was, it was a good uh, tone setter. Yeah. There's three match. I, my lowest score, I, I got three lower one, but I'll get to those as I review them. So in te- tag team match, we had one-fifth of the 10-man tag champs and one-half of the KOD tag champs, Mile from DDT. Pro, Tina, I saw me, Kodo from Bashira. I don't know if I'm saying that right. They defeat Show from New Japan and Orinara from 6-6 Pro. Via disqualification, 9 minutes and 43 seconds. I gave this one 4 out of 10. I wasn't too bad until Show does his usual bullshit. I didn't like that that kind of toned it down for me i didn't like that too well it, i probably gave it five or six if it hadn't wasn't for the dq but it's show like yeah the less i say <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it wasn't too bad but i mean i wouldn't go back and check that one i probably if i'd make a skipper i this is while i'm in there's another one i'll say in a few minutes here 10-man tag we had just four guys that is yoshibaru karamaru and taka menjinuku representing new japan and just tap out Kamaru from New Japan, Taka, New Japan slash Just Tap Out. Tiwa Tatsuhiro Takawada from, he is a free agent. Jun Kasai from Freedom Pro Wrestling. And Minara Tanaka from Glee, who is actually currently holding the All Japan Pro Wrestling Joria television title. Defeat Moshe Hashi from Michinoka Pro. Zero Ones is Shohoki Karimura. Traditions Leona and Chick Cairo from 2AW, to be honest with you, some of these promotions are like never heard, and some of these wrestlers, and Kota Shihiki Fuda from Big Japan Wrestling via Death Valley Bomb on Shoki, 10 minutes, 28 seconds. I actually enjoyed this. I give this 6 out of 10. I'm, I'm, some of these were a blur. I was watching this while I was working. I do remember the first one. <laughs> I, I'll have to go back and watch this whole show. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, wasn't too bad. I get, like I said, 6 out of 10. I like what June, because I fresh entering his death match side. Doing the skewers. This the same will probably would have liked that. <laughs> yes, I do remember. Yep, yep. Oh, she would love that. I do remember that. See, so, because there's so much new talent here that I wasn't familiar with, it's like blurring. But you mentioned the skewers. I'm like, yep, that was this match. I do remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, like I, I was and I had to set, like I was listening because every time I hate English commentary, like I, I like to listen to it, especially with this show, because I would there's 10 men. I first knew more of the only four of them, the just four guys. Because I'm Renard Tanaka, that was the like four I knew. But when I saw, I heard Kevin go, "Oh, oh God, what happened? Oh my God!" <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at them. They're like freaking out over the skewers. Then and Kevin after that, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not surprised." <laughs> I just laugh. I'm like, "Uh," and well, speaking of Kevin, he congratulations on winning the best announcer of the year award on uh, DF server. Yeah, DF server. Yep. I don't know if you see. I don't know if you've seen those yet, Sam. But congratulations. 
Uh, next match, we had Hector Sato representing Pain Craze Mission slash All Japan. The reason I say that because he wrestles in All Japan a lot, so I did the slashing. Uh, Rizuka Deguchi representing New Japan and Yomahito and Renora representing Gambare Pro, defeating the great Sasuke from Michinoku Pro. Can't talk tonight for some reason. Uh, Tiger's Mask. Sam, let me say it again. Tiger's Mask from Osaka Pro and Batten Balaba from Kaisushio Pro via cross onbreaker on the Balaba of 7 minutes 29 seconds. I give us five out. Oh, so this, this match you get skip as well. It was actually great seeing great Sasuke. I haven't seen him in a long time. Did get the same or was this a blur? Yeah, this one's a blur. This one's a blur. Uh, Tigers, I do remember because these are the things I'm, I'm like recalling. I remember them saying Tiger Mask. I heard Tiger Mask and I like look over, I'm like, oh, cool. And I continued working. And but now you said Tiger's Mask. And I'm like, wait a minute. I totally. Oh, trust me. Because I, I had to rewatch. I was like, did they? Because I did the same thing as you. I was like, wait a minute, Tiger Mask 4. Woohoo. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Technically, if you want to get all technical, he'd be Tiger Mask 5 because we got Tiger Mask 4 in New Japan. <laughs> yep. But this one, it was okay. 5 out of 10. I'd probably say this, you could probably fast forward that one, honestly. A lot of more Taguchi comedy. There's one spot I'm just going to give spoiler. Basically, I'll try to keep this PG as possible. Basically, they're on the corner and there's a lot of butt stuff. That's yep. longer. I'm, but that, that, that's I'm gonna. Sorry, mom. Uh, PG. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how do I how do I make this PG? <laughs> and sorry, nope. anybody that's offended, I'm sorry. No, I'm it's funny because you day. you mentioned this now. I'm like, okay, that was this match. And hit butt to the private areas. That's all. Basically, that's all I got of that match. But I honestly, I skipped that, Sam. To be honest with you, yeah. Another Ethan pick. I'm going to spoil this right now. Another Ethan pick of this night. We had the triple threat tag match. We had one third of the number of boy six man champions. El Desperado represent New Japan. Timo Fuller Jr. represents CMLL. They defeated DDT's 10 man tag champ and one third of the six man tag champ, Yogi Ino and Al Lenneman from Gleet. And also defeating uh, Doki and Hanakoa represent New Japan, Doki and secret base wrestling Hanakoa via Pinche Loco on Doki, 10 minutes and 34 seconds. I give this 8 out of 10. This was great for a 10 and a half minute match. Yeah, no, this was good. I enjoyed this one. And then Fuller Jr., he was actually pretty impressive on the Fantastic Mania Tour. There were six nights. We didn't have time to go through them all, but that's okay. I said, Sam, I give you my match, recommend matches from that tour anyway. So, But this one was fun. I, I can't say enough good, but that one in the six-man tag was pretty good. Like, I, the all the matches, like, they weren't long. Like, the longest was the main event. I mean, that's pretty good. Because normally in New Japan, you get, like, 30 minutes plus. Yeah, but they were definitely trying to fit in a lot of people here, so. Yeah, 10 matches. Oh, I mean, well, nine main, one pre, but still. Uh, Well, speaking of multi-man tags, we have an eight-man tag. We have NW World Historical Middleweight Chimp Mystico representing CMML. From Osaka Pro Wrestling, we have Billy Ken Kid, Alejandro from Noah, and Guru Kumash from Represent Radical Dragon, defeating New Japan's Bushi, Dragon Gates, Dragon Kid, no pun intended, Atlas Jr. from CMML, and All Japan for Wrestling's Black Minarase, Fia La Mystica, and Black Minarase, 11 minutes and 29 seconds. I give this a 7 out of 10. I actually thought this was a fun eight man tag. Yep, this was all one. Brassers on that. Yeah. Out of, the, out of this group of eight, uh, I heard pretty much everybody except for. Actually, no, this is actually a rare case where I heard of everybody. <laughs> In that eight man tag, and then we had a surprise. This wasn't announced 
uh, like before the because on the pre owned New Japan side they didn't mention this match at all, but so surprise we had uh Seema Seema from Gleet defeat Kasushika Hara from DDT via Mirror seven minutes seven, seven minutes and sixteen seconds. I get the six out of ten, but match. Yeah, I like this. The Shima uh appearance surprised me. Yeah, I, I like I like this. This one was great. I and then after the match they they pull the Rikishi and start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, it, you ever got honestly? So DDT and uh, sorry, right before I keep going. So like DDT and Janabe Pro and No One something you go on Russell Universe. Can't rec. I can't rec. I, I recommend it everybody. But like it's great. You can catch all your No One DDT Tokyo Joshi Pro and all that on Russell Universe. I just I can't recommend it enough. Like I recommend getting it if you haven't. Uh, not entitled fail five match. We had New Japan's Taiji Shimori did defeat Noah's. So Noah had two representatives. They had Ninja Mac. Well, technically Ninja Mac represents GCW, but he wrestled more Noah. So I'm just gonna put him under Noah. Uh, Yohei also represents Noah. Shimonara Jr. from CMML and Dragon Gates opened the Dream Gate Champ shooting Skywalker for Bloody Cross on Yohei. Nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Another Ethan pick. I give it uh eight out of ten. This was actually fun for almost a ten-minute match. Shooting guy, I. I forgot because I haven't seen Shunan. Well, I seen some. I was like, "Man, he's tall." <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I I heard the name and I never heard. I'm not familiar. That was like Shun Skywalker. I'm like, that's a name I'm gonna remember. Dragon Gate's pretty good, but I gotta do some catching. I missed today's show, so I, so basically, right now they have a uh, the right day by her. Ray has it's basically like their version of tag league, so he was competing today, and yeah. <laughs> but Dragon Gate's actually a pretty good promotion. Uh, is is their their world champion, open Dragon Gate champion. But it was basically the end of the match. I'll just give current. So he had you know, hey, with the SSW. I actually thought that was it. I actually thought Skywalker won because I thought the referee had three, but Ishimori came in and Kevin Kelly said he stole the win. Tekko, you didn't. Okay, Tekko, you did, but still. <laughs> and put Yohei away. But I, I noticed that um, Yohei's getting pinned a lot during the outside matches. I don't know if you caught the last few, but like the Kujimoto lost. The Wrestle Kingdom with the new transfers. Noah show he lost. On this show, he got pinned. And in the main event, we have the belt of... We have Master Wado represent New Japan to be Asuki Oge represent All Japan for you. Renaissance Mente 2, 14 minutes and 24 seconds. I actually thought this was a fun main event. I give it 7 out of 10. To be honest, you said that don't they kind of look like their brothers a little bit? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. This is another one I want to go back. I want to rewatch this main event. That, that, that's what was fun. I give it 7. I'm not a big Wado fan, but I'm, I mean, he, he was actually great in this uh, match. Asuki Oyagi, he just came off losing the junior by title on the same show. He lost it to New York and Doi. Uh, that was the same show that got a won the triple crown title, but I mean he's pretty that good. And overall, this show was actually excellent. I can't recommend it enough. I recommend checking this out if you haven't. But my the Ethan picks I say are if you had to cherry pick like don't have time to watch. I say check out the triple threat tag match, the fatal five way match, and the opener six man tag with the two junior titles. That one was really fun for a short almost not. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all seriously, say you probably agree with me. We're probably in the same boat. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't, I can't stop recommend. I check out this match, all this whole show. But overall, I give it eight out of ten. Yeah, it was good. It was good. If especially if you like junior heavyweight, or as we would like to call it in the states, cruiserweight. You know, wrestling. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
It is really, really good. And we can talk about it the whole time, but we still have a very important show to talk about. Something I think it's, I don't want to say it's the most important show of the year, but I think there's some, a lot of repercussions from the show. Uh, one in particular, we're going to definitely talk about. This was good. This wasn't a bad, bad event. Um, different commentary team, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, Matthew Raywell, a.k.a. Notre Dame English, and Ian Rickett-Bondage. So I'm, somebody asked Chris, uh, Chris John on Twitter before we get to the show. So basically what happened was, like, so Jern Strong, like when they first started, it was Kevin Kelly and Alice Kozlov. But when Kelly basically got put back to Japan, like New Japan, it's been pretty much it's been near Ian Rickabani or um, well, basically the last year it's been Ian Rickabani and Alex Kozlov. Sometimes Matt Raywell will come in, but on this show, the Battle of the Valley, it was Matt Raywell and uh, Ian Rickabani. But, but point was, so somebody asked Chris Charlotte, like, were you guys going to do the commentary show? And he said, basically in Japan, it's him and Kevin Kelly and guests yeah, like Rocky Romero or ELP, Chase Owens, et cetera, et cetera. Or and in, in the States it's Alice Coslaw, Matt Raywell, and E Rekabani. I mean, hey, that's not a bad lineup, honestly. No, no. I think they have solid um commentators. And I like, you know, Kevin Kelly's a little more uh tame. I think mm-hmm. he's like he's great to listen to. He's I don't he gets excited, but he's never like Excalibur or Anna Rickabani. But also I love Ann Rickabani. I think there are two people in the industry that can do solo commentary. And that is Ann Riccoboni and Joey Styles. Yes. And you know what? I think personally, and I've had this rant before, um, I like how we have the two. We have uh, dual commentators over in New Japan. Yeah, you have the guests every so often, but we don't need to have three and then add a fourth one during a comment, you know, during a first spec. Two's enough. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Great commentary. Love hearing Ann Riccoboni's voice. Ten matches on this one too. Yeah, two pre-show matches. Um, did you watch this on the live stream, Sam, or did you uh watch it on Fight TV? I think I watched this. Oh man, how did I watch this? I had to watch a so because I seen people talk about um like watch on Fight, like Super J Cavs, uh, keeping a strong style. They they basically did, uh Joel from Super J Cavs basically like gave up because the Fight TV was like acting up so he tried to watch on youtube for the pre-show and i guess like audio it's like come on guys really i'm trying like, to recall if this was one of the shows that felt like the commentary like was either too loud or too low and then the music was like over everybody at one point maybe this was a, at the beginning yeah Does that sound yeah. right like there was like audio issues where nothing was either too loud or too low yes okay, <laughs> okay. yeah no uh I had to watch it, like I tried to on the, I watched it on a free live stream, like some, one of those wrestling sites that do the free stuff, basically. Yeah. I had to watch on mute, like I got, I got tired of the, the, it was just annoying. It's just like, you know, when you got a little brother and like, they bug the shit out of you for like 20 minutes straight. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's what, that, that's, well, I don't have a little brother, but if you do, but basically if you got a little sibling and they bug the shit out of you for like 20 minutes, that's what it felt like. I'm like, okay, I can't. I was getting annoyed. My ADHD is like, oh my god. So I just like uh, turned down. <laughs> I'm turning this down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, good thing I was focusing on work a little bit here. Aside from that, I'll let you kick us off. Uh, going through this card, and I don't know if you have our picks still from when we talked about this. I, I think we skipped this show. I believe. What did I give you picks for then? Uh, the New Japan. Oh, 
yes, we made one pick for one match on here. Hold on, let me go back here. Did we forget? I swore we... I think we forgot. No, I th I know we made one for the White Kingston match, but I think that was it. Yeah, I think we only made for one match. I don't think we actually did... Um, Yeah, we didn't... Um, make any predictions, which is shocking. I thought we did. I thought we did too. Okay, well, we'll go through this anyways. Well, one match we did, technically. One match. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Uh, so first pre-show match, Alex Collin defeat J.F. Kratos, via Dale Jones, who likes 10 minutes and 7 seconds. I get a 6 out of 10. They finally got in the ring after a while. <laughs> but it wasn't too it wasn't too bad for a pre-show match. Coughlin getting some momentum, but it was fun. What'd you think, Sam? It wasn't bad, yeah. I mean, the pre-show, I, I try to pay attention, but also the pre-show sometimes is the pre-show, so if I don't pay attention, I'm never heartbroken. I'm just like, okay. You know, I can always go back and watch it, but it's like it's the pre-show. There's a reason it got bumped back or yeah. it was posted on here. So it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't too, too bad. Honestly, so non-New Japan stuff for a quick sec. So basically, with WWE, basically, like I never watched the pre-shows unless there was a match. But since I got rid of my parents, just skipped the pre-show. I just wait for the main show to come on. I'm the same way. I've I'll put it on just to be like, okay, pre-show's on, so yeah. I can kind of keep track of when the show. But I won't watch it. Background noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Man, what a side. But that that's how me that's how me and Sam were on the show. <laughs> uh, the other pre-show match we had Dave Phillips be Bobby Fish. Why? Uh, via Trash Panda, ten minutes and six seconds. I get five out of ten. Again, eh. Yeah, <laughs> again, it was it was all right. Eh. I, I don't care about fish, honestly. But this is not the first time we've seen David Finley on the show, so keep, nope. keep that in mind. So the show was supposed to start at 10 Eastern, so 11 o'clock my time. So technically, this show would have been over, like, oh, God. Pilotship was, like, three and a half hours, something like that. So basically, like, early, early in the morning. Yeah. Well, same with you, too, Sam. I know you're an hour behind me, but still. Um, so basically, it would have been 11 o'clock my time, 10 your time. didn't even start till like, 45 minutes after because i guess they heard people were complaining on twitter i don't know if you've seen the complaints and stuff but like people were like going mad about, i mean i don't blame them I, i'd be mad too but this is why i wait for re free websites sometimes <laughs> i would have watched it live if the timing was right you know and also like why on the same night as the chamber that 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 i like new japan like and like that was chamber again siren was great but it's just like what I get like there's not many Saturdays you could do it on, but honestly, I wouldn't push it back to like the last Saturday of February. That that's just me though. But I get like I get you can't like do it, but I had to watch the show on Sunday, so but yeah, it didn't show didn't start till like 10 40 Eastern, so 11 40 my time. That was annoying. But did you watch it live or no? I I tried to. But it was getting too late for me, so I just said, "Screw this! I'm just going to watch in the morning, like the next day." Yeah, and I was okay. watching the chamber. I was watching the chamber too. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, so the open match, the actual show. So uh, Fuller Junior, DKC, because she and Kevin Knight they defeated Impact World Champion Josh Alexander, Rocky Romero, Adrian Quest, and Muscarat Dora. At eleven minutes and twenty two seconds via uh, DDT to the DKC. Oh, I'm sorry. Kushida Foto Drew coming out in DKC defeat Masquerade Josh Josh Adrian Crash Rockman. Okay. I think I actually 
put people in the wrong order. But anyway, so it fun opener to kick it off, 7 out of 10. And this little preview of Josh Alexander versus Kushida at the multi-first matches on March 30th during WrestleMania week. And also Father Joe Romero have been feuding in CMML as Romero is the well, historical welterweight. But so basically after the match, they brawled for Drew Romero. Then for Drew challenged Romero to a hair for his hair match. That'd be cool. But this was a fun opener. Like I said, pretty much two little more of a preview matches. And then Kevin Knight, DKC, been impressive. Kevin Knight's been on impact the last month, month and a half around there. But he's impressive. Honestly, I'm like I'm impressed by these young lines. Well, technically they both graduate, but still. Did you notice DKC's gear was like Cobra Kai? Kind of, yeah. Okay, I said, did you get Cobra five, Cobra Kai fives off of him? Slightly, slightly. Okay, but what'd you think, Sam? It wasn't bad. I mean, uh, I totally forgot Josh Alexander was on this card, and I love Josh Alexander. It was good. Uh, a little upset in that you know he was on the L team, but it's you know it was a good match nonetheless. Yes, Josh Alexander. Yes, I know he's Canadian. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but he's very. No, I mean, he, the last few months, like, banger, 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 banger matches. If you, speaking of, he beat Rich Ron No Surrender. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. I recommend checking that match out. I can't wait for him and Kushida to meet at the end of the month at the Multiverse Strong United show. And then that's going to be great. And then can't wait to see that hair first hair match, whatever that's going to be. But that was the first match on the actual show. Mm-hmm. They are third overall. And then, so next match for strong weight tall for Ross for making his eighth title defense. Defense against Bull Clubs is Kenta. Kenta actually wins the title from Brad Frost for 16 minutes, 31 seconds. We go to sleep after Juice Robinson comes out of the ring and knocks Ross around with the Royal Quarters. I originally was going to give this match six or seven, but because Juice interfered and did the quarters, five out of ten. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I didn't like the ending, though. Nah, a little, little, little cheap, but. Um, every so often you don't have that. I just said that in my a recent podcast. Every so often you're gonna have uh endings like that. Yeah. And who like knows I get, set it for a rematch. Yeah, like I get you gotta do the like heels gotta do their stick and stuff, but it's just like like in this match, we kinda got like the old version of Kenta, like Noah, like years ago. And then we kinda got like 2023 Kenta where it's like power walking and like take it for, it's like, dude, come on. All right, Kenta, come on, bring back the old version. Yep. <laughs> But, I mean, it wasn't overall bad. Like, I'm sticking to five. Like, I probably would have given it a six or seven if Juice didn't interfere, but I get it. But, so, Kenta's... It's funny how Kenta's been in New Japan for, like, three years now. Like, 2021. Sorry, four years now. And he's only held three titles and won the New Japan Cup USA. Has he been in there that long? Yeah, 2019, because Shibata introduced him because he uh, declared for the G1 that year. Well, and then, and then he turned on joined Bullet Club. He won a Never Boy title. Then he won the U.S. title after holding the briefcase for pretty much a year during the pandemic. And then he had the match with Moxley, great match. Uh, and then now he's holding the strong point. Surprisingly, I thought he'd be like, I don't know why I thought he'd be held more titles than that. But oh well, at least he's got a title. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, next match. Speaking of strong open weight, we have the tag titles online this time. More machine guns. They retain the Tusk against the West Coast, West Coast Wrecking Crew. That's Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson at 9 minutes and 21 seconds. We get Dirt Bomb on Royce Isaacs. This was fun. I give it 6 out of 10. No, another another good one. Again, Motor City Machine Guns. Another another tag team that you see on a card. Never disappoint. Oh, God, no. I mean, they, have, they were 
they had the Impact World Tag Titles. Well, I, I, on Impact right now, I'm not gonna. If you haven't seen the spoilers, I'm not gonna. Dave, you watch Impact, right? I haven't. I've been trying to keep up with it and just keep track, but I haven't watched it recently. Okay, do you want a spoiler or do you? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so on Impact tonight, I mean, I don't care. I already seen the spoiler. So they were defending against Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay. Speaking of Bullet Club, <laughs> uh, they actually lost the World Impact World Tag Titles to Bullet Club, so they only now are the strong avoid tag titles. But I remember Morris when you guys said they want to challenge for the Paris headed, they want to go to Japan challenge for the junior tag titles, which I actually would love to see that between them and Cash 22. But yeah, so they lost the Impact World Titles to Bullet Club. I heard it was a good match from people like that posted some stuff on there, but this match with the West Coast, this match was six hours. I kind of hope West Coast record will win the tag titles, but I don't know. I, I say by the end of the year, they, I hope they do get the titles, like the strong boy titles. Or put them put them in World Tag League. Come on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens when that time comes. I would love... Uh, I said that last year, too. I'm like, put them in the World Tag League. Like, before we knew who was in the tournament, but oh well. But hope the end of the year. I'm praying. End of the year. Um, That's just me marking out. Um, <laughs> Next match. This is actually surprisingly the only match me and you actually made a prediction on surprisingly uh loser leaves new japan match jay white against eddie kingston eddie kingston wins at 19 and 7 seconds via nor lights driver ethan peck 9 out of 10 and obviously me and sam got this right this was great i love this match this was really really good especially the this is where the ending and this goes back to what i said earlier where i think david finley could win you know new japan cup because the way he came and attacked jay white after this match i'm just like is he coming in and becoming a member of bullet club and then taking over oh god did they need more people i mean i feel like they've like where are they right now with with talent well like so kenta's pretty much a new pretty much most bullet club is in japan valley Fole is in Doing stuff for Tamashi, Tamahashi. I'm sorry for the mispronunciation. Ace Austin and Chris Bayer and Impact slash basically doing American Indies juices between Ring of Honor and AEW. Yeah. So currently we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in Japan. One, two, three. We have a lot of people in different areas. <laughs> Am I reading this right? What's up? I got. 10 members over in Japan, and then one, two, three, four, five in the States. And in the States, they include, and I'm going off of Wikipedia, but in the States, they include uh, Gallows and Anderson. Like they're officially still members of the Bullet Club. Yeah, I count, I count that. Yeah, so they got 15 members, which is probably a little lower than it's been for a while because we lost Tom, the Gorillas. We lost, um, I feel like there's a couple other people that have kind of gotten the shaft recently. Let's see. Jay White, Hikaleo was out. Tawatanga and Tangaloro, because yeah. they got kicked out last, no surrender, not this one, 2022. Uh, Jado. Oh, Jado, yeah. He got, he he was with, uh, well, I mean, you were close. <laughs> so in the last year, they've lost five members. One, two, six members. No, five, right. Which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to maybe add one one more person. Not saying they need it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. They need. They had a lot of members, but I. Well, might as well just get into. So after the match, where my notes go? Uh, Jay White gets thank you, Jay Chance for the fans at San Jose. 
All of a sudden, Dave Finley comes in the ring and nails him with Slaley, so he curses Blake for wasting an opportunity. He was an outsider no matter he went in the world, and he won the wrestling new trade belongs as the fourth as a fourth generation wrestler. I should, to be honest, I kind of forgot about that. And he's come to take over the wrestling world. Then he pretty much said, "Fuck the Switchblade era." I don't know why I blocked that for some reason. But it's funny, those are the same. Like you brought the Bullet Club. A lot of people actually think that they're like, "Oh no, is he joining Bullet Club?" <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I'm just going off my gut feeling. I'm not saying that is the case. I'm not saying he should. No, no, I know. Shouldn't. But um, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they do. I could. I wouldn't be. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. It should be kind of cool. But you ever know? So they put a lot of their forms as leaders. Like Will Osprey's got United Empire. Zack Sabre Jr. is doing TMDK. Well, okay. Let's look at Bullet Club prior to Yujiro Takahashi joining. Yeah. Bullet Club was the like the 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 heel Gaijin. The Gaijin, yeah. Gaijin, yeah. So <clears throat> they were all foreigners yeah, yeah. at one point. And obviously more recently, even with the addition of, I think since Uno has joined, it's been more, they've had a Jap, you know, Japanese talent in there as well as foreign yeah. talent. I see people are like, oh, I'm coming kind of in blah, 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 blah. It's like NWO. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But obviously that's an Ethan pick though, the loser leaves Japan match. I can't recommend that one. That one's like, I, there's three of, there's three I gave out for recommendations. I'll get to the other three in a bit, but I probably said this is number one, maybe one B. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, the next one was, I thought, interesting. The Tom Lawler and Homicide uh, Filthy Rules fight. Yeah, this one was great. So pretty much it was a, not really blood sport. Pretty much it was like a street fight, a no rope street fight pretty much. And you have to win by pin, smission, or knockout. So basically got a little preview of blood sport. Tom Lord did defeat uh, Homicide at five referee stoppage, 16 minutes, 22 seconds via rear naked choke. I give this 7 out of 10. This was, I, I actually liked this match. This was fun. Yeah, this was good. This was good. Very different. Especially when I saw him taking the ring ropes off. I'm like, ooh, I'm like, this is going to be a fucking fight. Yeah, I like that. I like how Lord put the gloves on. Like, I was like, is he going to boxing mode? <laughs> <laughs> and then he punched my head, my hand hurt because, like, I remember he was trying to do this, like, Superman punch and like he hit the like the corner. I think like that part that holds the cor- the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I- I'm surprised he didn't break his hand or bruise it that badly because he hit the brass knuckles like silver ones and he punched the corner. I'm like his bru- his hands gonna be like bruised in the morning. But yeah. this one, there you go. Same, you can show Mrs. Sam this song, this smash too. <laughs> oh, she, uh, I think she'll like this. So basically, she likes like Jesus. Violent parkour, so GCW will work for. Her. <laughs> oh, she'll love the GCW show when I bring her. She, it's funny because she doesn't come from a wrestling family, and she's only watched it since I've uh, she started dating me. Yeah, my girlfriend's the same way. <laughs> same way, but um, yeah. So there you go. Say so you can show her this one. She's gonna be like, yeah, violence. <laughs> yeah, I will. I I will add this one to the list. I think she'll enjoy this one. Oh, here we go. Okay, next one. So TV title: Saxon Richard defense Clark Connors. This is say Bruce. Saxon Jr. Jr.'s, as of right now, is second tall defense. We're going back. So this is before the Blake Christian one, and then he retained his Tomar Ishii. So Saber Jr. successfully makes the second tall defense, Clark Connors, 14 minutes, six seconds, and six out. I get a smash six out. It was okay. Like, I found they didn't really have much of a chemistry. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Zach's another one who I think is a technical prowess. Maybe he didn't work too well with Clark. I will say, and again, I've been on and off with following Clark Connors, but he definitely looks like he's coming out on his own at this point. Like oh, yeah, he has been, yeah. So I'm really curious to see what happens in the coming coming year, see what he does. I know he did the Super Junior Tag League where he's going to Gucci like did, uh, the same time as well. Tag League, while hips, uh, honestly, uh, when I did, when I was talking about the Super Junior Tag League, like, they, he, that was the only team that I wasn't really a big fan of because I kind of just gave up on the Gucci. I do like Connor, so I'm kind of glad he's not with the Gucci anymore. Thank God that was just a one-time tour. But I, this match, like, it wasn't, like, bad. I just found, like, they had not much chemistry, to be honest with you. But yeah. I wouldn't mind having, I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, going again. <laughs> People are going to be like, hey, wait a minute, you just said they didn't have chemistry. Hey, now. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's time. It takes time. Speaking of chemistry, you want to talk about this next uh, women's match here? Hell yeah. The women's title may even won. Like, look, Okay, hold on. Before we go into this match, Shane, do you ever see the fans, like the stands, the, the Monet stands? Like yes. Sasha Bank? Okay. So when they first announced this match, I mean, good, good for them. Like, I, I was excited for this match. Like, I was, don't worry. Spoiler, I recommend checking this match out. Um, but people were like, this should be the main event. And then when they announced, like, the world title match, I'm like, that's going to be the main event. Unless you had the wrestling came this year, I still say, and Sam, you agree with me here with Omega and Will Ospreay should have been the main event. But people were like, when they announced the card, like they're like, oh, the ones that in the match, like the fans were going like crazy, right? I'm like, see, I said this once on the episode about Osprey and Omega. I didn't say that anymore besides the review and the preview. Okay, and this show too, so three times, but still, I didn't bitch and moan for like 20 for a whole week. But this was a good match. So Mercedes Monet uh, defeat Kari and Kari's second title defense, uh, 26 minutes, 47 via uh, Monet Maker. I give this 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah. No, this was this was great. Sometimes <clears throat> I'm always fascinated to see somebody who's mostly made their name within WWE and make that transition to the indie scene. Because WWE, despite being the biggest wrestling company in the world, their talent is is i don't want to use the word different but (laughs) it's like they have a different approach to training so it's not like Kyrie coming in to wwe or any other women who are not from the so it's kind of curious i'm like is this going to translate well and boy did it translate well holy shit this was a great honestly this was so did you watch the First women's style match back in November, historical crossroads to Kari and Mayu Itani. No, no, I heard that was a bop too. That one, so that one was excellent. I recommend checking that. That I mean, that was from November, but um, go check that out. They kind of did Kari and Tam Nakano dirty Wrestle Kingdom. You could check that review out later in the archives above the ring. Like that one was still good, but I mean, like they kind of did them dirty with only six minutes. This one went almost half an hour. Some of the spot I like Mercedes Monet coming out paying tribute to Hana Kimura. If you haven't heard or kind of forgot what happened, basically, uh, Hana Kimura passed away via suit by suicide in 2020 because cyberbullying. I did notice that they did make no reference of that, but it was good. This is for anybody because I saw a lot of people, and this is something I like to mention, even being a fan of metal music, and you, Ethan, also know this. A lot of people were mocking 
the fact that the WWE marks, right? The ones who only watch WWE were like, oh, you know, she will have to do bigger and better things in this fucking bingo hall. And I'm like, bro, no one started. And also, she put on an incredible match. If you're going to sit there and look at the bingo, I go see metal shows at these little dinky places for bands that I'd prefer to see over, and no offense to anyone who's listening, most pop R&B, you know, I like a lot of different music. I do have a very eclectic taste, but I'd rather see bands in a smaller venue. I mean, if they played a big venue, that's fine. But I'd rather see the bands I do in the venue and enjoy them Mm -hmm. than these big venues sometimes. And also these bands that did, I'll use Metallica, for example. You know, I know people who love Metallica, but they won't see the opening acts. Well, they're not that big. It's like, okay, well, where do you think Metallica started? In a fucking bar somewhere in San Francisco back in the early 80s. So to sit there and not – people just – I don't know. That kills me. It kills me. It was, was incredible. Go fuck yourself if you think otherwise. But like so I seen Fozzie like at a small arena. Like they were fucking – like them, 3D's Grace, never more. So, but I don't work on the side top. But like who cares? And people were like, oh, they're in a small building. Yeah, who fucking cares? This was an excellent match. Like, those people, go fuck yourselves. Like, Sam said, go fuck yourselves. But people were like, oh, I, I seen one. And just, so, fear scratching is probably going to be a trigger warning. But somebody, I seen somebody on Twitter, like, some piece of shit garbage guy was like, wow, why are you paying tribute to a girl who killed herself? Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah, the internet's a toxic place, which is why I don't like, hang out on Twitter as often. I don't... Uh, I, I say sometimes I do like just like if I'm posting New Japan stuff or like uh, like for you guys from Above the Ring or if I'm doing my own shit like I seen that and oh I I had to, I I got off social media for the night I, I was pissed I was like go fuck yourself <laughs> did you know Bailey was in the crowd yeah I heard about that and CM Punk was there too yep I saw that saw that um a lot of talent that wanted. Be the show their support or just enjoy enjoy the sport of professional wrestling. Think about that, Ethan. Enjoying something because you like yeah. to enjoy it. So Jeez. punk was so punk was there, and literally there was people. I don't know if you've seen pictures. There was literally people, almost like a comic book. Uh, sorry, Comic Con line. I'm like, really, really, you're there for a wrestling show? Like, leave the poor man alone. That's like, did you see that video of Ray going around like a couple weeks ago? Now, no, I did not. Okay, so. So basically, so Ray on mask, the rare time you see him on mask. Yeah. So he's going to the airport and these there's like maybe like five or six fans and they wanted, so they had these Bristol boards of Funko Pop boxes at Ray Mysterio. And uh, they're like, can you sign it? Ray's like, I'm not signing shit. No, like I got to make my money. And then one guy who was filming it, like that was going on was like, I'm a fan. And I could tell he's a fan. I mean, Sam Meany were hardcore wrestling fans. Like you could tell. When someone's a wrestling fan and someone, some piece of shit fucker who wants to go put on eBay for like a hundred bucks. I don't know who this guy is, but I made a hundred bucks off the airport. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, why are you following them? Like, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Some people don't know boundaries. A lot so of people know boundaries. But right. So basically, Ray said to the guy that was filming was like, all aside for you. And I'm like, okay, at least, like, I can tell he was a fan. Like, the guy that was filming it. And, um, but I could tell he was fan, but Ray was like, people were like, oh, like basically going crazy because, like, they're the kind of thing for Ray. Same with Liv Morgan and Selena Vega. Somebody took a Sharpie from Selena Vega. I'm like, oh, that's dirty. 
I get you can't hit them, but honestly, that was me. Like, come on. But like, yeah. see, if I was so I do like a little bit of rap. So I one time I was at Walmart. So I seen this rapper, like local rapper from where I live. Didn't even know who's gonna be there. This is where God's story. So I was hanging, I was with my mom. This is I was like high school, middle school, high school. I'm probably gonna sound hypocritical, but I promise I'm not. So I seen him, but uh, like I'm a fan by like my rules. If you're with family, I'm not even gonna bother talking to you. Not in a rude way, not in a rude way. Just because like you're on the road like hundred days of the year, like you want to spend time with your kids and your wife and girlfriend or stuff, right? The worst I might go and say, "Hey, big family music," and leave. I'm not gonna bug picture, but basically, like I'm just not gonna. You don't want to bother him. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm the same way. I try not to like bother somebody if I see them. Yeah. So anyway, back to the wrestling. This match, this was great. Like, uh, so she basically paid tribute to Bailey with the Bailey the Belly, paid tribute to Eddie with the Three Amigos, uh, Kari countered three DT. I like where she hit the ref with the Cutlass. They go on the stage to do the table powerbomb. Sorry, powerbomb off the stage for a table spot. At least they did it safer, not like that street fight they had with uh, TJ and Ruby Show Will Ninegill. Don't want to get back in that rant because I see that and people are like, "Oh, Will Ninegill's unsafe." No, did you did you shoot him at the table a little further? I don't know if you've seen that video going around saying from like I think it was like end of last year. I think I've seen that. Uh, basically, yeah. basically people were not talking. Well, Nigel basically did the I called the bubble ray spot off the stage for the power bomb off the stage for the table. Basically, Anna J hit her head off the con or almost hit her head off the concrete. I'm like, oh shit. Not no, guys, but not blaming her. Not disclaimer, not blaming her. But so basically they did that spot where uh, Monet went for the table and they actually did the spot where she hit the it was like gory bomb into a DDT which that was a cool finisher unfortunately it got fucked up the first time at Wrestle Kingdom but they made it up here but I can't say enough good things about this match I recommend checking this out I like the first women's title match a little better like the Kari Ayotani match but this one's second so far I'll have to go back and watch it this coming week and I'll get back to you on that um, yes watch that statement and come back to me what you think I definitely will and then um, after the match, she shook in hugs, and then that sets us to the main event, the world title match, because she's got caught. Defense gets harassed down a hunt. Same, take how many times they faced up in single matches alone, like no tags or multiple tags, like single matches alone. How many times do you think they wrestled? Just this is gonna be a stupid game. number. I'm gonna say like 25. Oh, so close 16. Wow. So, so. I'm going to give credit to Chris Sam so he does stats and stuff. Like, if you want New Japan side, like, he's actually got stuff about New Japan Cup right now. And on Voices of Wrestling, he was uh doing a thing about uh the matches. Holy shit. That's 16, man. That's a lot. G1s, Wrestle Kingdoms, New Japan. No, sorry, not Japan Cup. Sorry. Like, G1s, lots of world title matches, Wrestle Kingdom main events, Dallas for the first day G1. And then here, so Lakar retains it is third second hall defense is winning from Jay White. 21 minutes and eight seconds via uh Rainmaker. Uh I give this eight out of ten. This is another Ethan pick. Yeah, this is another <clears throat> this is another great, great match right here. I enjoyed this. It's this is a great show. Like I think everyone just needs to watch a show start to finish, just like the Super J Festival. I mean, I see better all kinds of like they're great in the rain together. This one wasn't too bad, like it wasn't like as good as their other ones. But it was still great. I like I still probably match of the year. Then after the match, uh, well, speaking of them together, Okada thanks to crowd before he says him and Tanahashi reaffirmed their dream team challenge for the titles, which we found out they'll get them at the anniversary show. And then speaking of Mercedes Monet, <laughs> came on to thank the crowd for suggesting that her and Kata make her own dream team. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that. 
posting for the photo of to close out 2023 Battle in the Valley. I actually thought this was, like you said, same great show. I, I'd say I'd go check this out. 7 out of 10 overall score. Yep, agreed. I'd probably say skip the Finley fish match, honestly. If I had to pick one match to skip, that's the one I'd probably skip. You can, you can skip the pre the pre show, honestly. Yeah. Like they weren't too bad, but honestly, if, if you don't want if you don't like the pre-show and stuff, like you can probably just skip it, honestly. <laughs> My top three will go Luther Leaves Japan, Women's Title, World Title. Oh, hands down. Hands down. That's kind of hard to hard to argue on that one. We're gonna call this. Uh Ethan, why don't you plug your stuff and then we can uh we can head on out. Yep. So you can follow me on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, uh, wrestling underscore fan underscore nine. Basically, help out like we're above the ring with the New Japan stuff with the results. Let them know. It's Boshi Scott. Hi, Scott. You can follow me on wrestling with Ethan where I review pretty much anything under the sun. Same. You can testify because I send it to you most times. Uh, PWMania.com. Same thing. Reviewing all Japan shows. All Japan Stardom, Dragon Gate, WWE, AEW, NXT, Progressive Post, where I review Rampage, Impact, and Retrofuse of New All Japan and ECW. You can catch me on my podcast, Walk with Ethan, where me and John do shows on Fridays and Sundays. Friday shows are basically going over shows from Monday for Thursday, and then Sunday shows basically the weekend shows. And you can follow me on, I also do the AEW Weekly Wrap-Up on the Unofficial WWE Podcast. Their Twitter's at wrestling underscore audio where I've reviewed the AW shows during the week. And yeah, that's and you can pretty much follow me f- find me on Above the Ring when I do this with Sam once a month <laughs> or other stuff when they need me on, but you can follow me there as well. Yes, and we will definitely have uh more things coming up where we're gonna need your uh need your presence, Ethan, sooner rather than later. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find myself as uh this will be official at uh Twitter. We are on all, all streaming platforms. If there's something you cannot find us on, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Above the Ring is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.